Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, Husker fans. Welcome to episode 200 of the Husker Football Fan Podcast. I'm Mike Harvat. And I'm Justin Swanson. Big Ten football is back. Woo! In today's episode, we react to the news of Nebraska's football season finally starting on October 24th. We also celebrate our 200th episode. You can find us on the web at huskerpod.com or by searching Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You can also connect with us on Twitter by following at huskerpod or email us at huskerpod at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Central Nebraska Buffalo. Check out their website for the latest deals at cnbuffalo.com. Also brought to you by Monty Rohde with Pinnacle Realty in Lincoln. Looking to buy or sell a home in Lincoln or know someone who is? Hit up Monty at 402-770-3356. You know, Justin, when there was news of a hot mic yesterday, I thought it was about me. Oh, (laughs) That was super lame. That's pretty corny. (laughs) Mike, there's going to be football. Mm, There has been football. (laughs) Yes, that's good. Nebraska football. That's the important delineation there. Uh, How the turntables have... Have turned. (laughs) I'm I'm so excited. I got to tell you, there's a couple different ways that people have coped with not having football. Some people have really been invested. I don't know how you've handled it, so I'd be interested to hear. Some people have been watching everything. I have, it's like college football hasn't existed for me for the last Mm. few weeks. I just, I didn't even, like my neighbor was like, hey, did you, how about that game? I was like, I don't even know they're playing. Like, I just don't even, without Nebraska football, it's what gives it all meaning for me. Like, I love college football, but I love Nebraska. Mm -hmm. And without that, I just haven't cared at all. Wow. How about you? I've watched actually interestingly I've I've paid more attention to NFL in the past week than I have to any college sports. But at the same time like none of the teams that matter have really started playing yet and I know that sounds super negative for all the teams that have started but I mean like at least in the you know in the world of Nebraska football none of our usual opponents have started playing yet except for maybe you know Iowa State. <laughs> right, I yeah, saw there was an Iowa eight. State game, right? So yeah, old big eight foes. Yep. Yeah, so it's it's one of those things where it's like, well, it, in a lot of ways, football hasn't exactly gotten into the weeds quite yet. So um, it's good to know that before you know some some of these heavy hitting opponents that you see on. ESPN every weekend in the fall. They haven't exactly started yet, and we have at least confirmation um, that the Big Ten will be also playing this fall before they even start. So, Yeah, did you think this would happen? Uh, no. I mean, I was texting you, what, maybe five days ago saying, like, so do we still do an episode this week, or do we announce our plans for our plan B or whatever? Because... We were kind of dragging our feet on that for a while, and I was just kind of like, I was feeling like we needed to, we needed to do something because right. 
it's we been a few weeks. Something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but then you had mentioned, no, people think that maybe they're they're still going to play this fall, so maybe let's not let's not jump the gun here. Wait, wait and see a little longer. And sure enough, yesterday, and lo, lo, it came to pass. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, speaking of how how you cope, I finally did have a moment of like realization this past weekend on Saturday. I went and I visited my sister, um, who has a newborn at home, and I got to hold my niece for the first time, so that was awesome. Oh, great! Um, Congrats. But driving home from that visit after having worked all day. Um, cause I'm working weekends right now and then going to see my sister, I just like had this moment where I was like, man, today would have looked much different if yeah. Nebraska was playing football right now. <laughs> yeah, you know? no, for sure. And so I wonder how many people made really important plans for this fall once the season got canceled and now they're like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. You, you wonder and. It's and things are still up in the air. I mean, we should we can maybe dig into the Big Ten's statement um, and some of the subsequent uh, news here in a second. But you know, nothing's guaranteed. Mm-hmm. There's still going to be a lot of restrictions. But I think this solution is what Nebraska fans have been clamoring for, which is give us the opportunity to play and put the onus on us, each team, to manage our our students are, are, you know, manage the health and like, let's lean into technology and developments, but just give us the chance to play. And if, if things get really bad and the whole team is sick or something like, you know, maybe we can't play, but like, give us the opportunity as opposed to just taking it away and, and saying, you know, even though nobody is sick at your school right now, you still can't play. Like, so, you know, the power is back in our hands to make this happen. And, and I think that's what Nebraskans have been advocating for the whole time. And, you know, Pat Forty still is like he just had a piece come out just this morning and um, after this announcement, and he's still kind of dogging on Nebraska. And I saw some, some others. So there's still going to be that negativity from a, a select few. But, um, man, I, I feel like Nebraska comes out of this as as a, a hero for the common man, a hero for college football. Mm-hmm. It's been interesting to see – how in the last couple of days just the goodwill towards Nebraska by fans has seemed to really ramped up. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people are realizing, oh my gosh, they did it. This I don't know how really they ha- did it, but did this, it. Yeah. This, this is actually happening. <laughs> yeah, and it's been fun. Ohio State fans, I think, have been the most obvious, the most verbose, but... I've seen some of them tweet like, uh, you know, look at Nebraska. Like they don't have anything. <laughs> They're not playing for a national championship. It's a little bit condescending, mm-hmm. backhand and compliment. Like mm-hmm. they don't have anything to play for, but they still really want to play. Like how much do you respect that? And it's true. I think that if there's one thing that the rest of the college football world has seen through that is like the things like the sellout and best fans in college football. I mean, that's not that's not for nothing. Like those things happen because we just care so much. Mm-hmm. We care so much even when our teams have been bad. Like. And then someone, I just saw a snarky tweet from like a Tennessee reporter of all people saying, um, hey, Nebraska gets what it wants, the opportunity to be fifth in the its division again this year. And it's like, no, we have the opportunity to change that narrative because Frost is building something. We've been talking about it for years now. And and this is a year where we can, we can move the needle a bit. So mm-hmm. um, just to get back to the opportunity theme, like we have the opportunity 
to do things as opposed to that like stop do not pass go you can't even try things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. makes you wonder how many students man i wonder how many students either threw in the towel or have i mean we were talking about people you know just the general public making plans for this fall i could see some student athletes having made the decision to move on or i don't know it's it i don't think that we're going to see too much moving and shaking here in nebraska i think anybody that we were expecting to play this fall is going to be here but i yeah, just wonder yeah. like nationwide if like any students were like well i'm just going to stay home this fall because there's no sports anyway you know um are you talking student athletes yeah just student- in general just just yeah, students well, in general uh well, Ohio State that- had had a couple of players uh decide to go pro mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um and so now if with the season again um Maybe they come back from that. Uh, I don't know if that's an option or not. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because they're pretty strict about some of those things. But mm-hmm. um, the opt outs, like I've, I saw, where at least one opt out player was op- opting out due to COVID, was opting back in, maybe at LSU. So mm-hmm. um, you know, as we as technology advances, as we finally start to get a grip on what's going on here and how to manage it. Um, yeah, I think you will have people coming back. It's funny though, like we, you talk about making plans for the fall. I, uh, and I've mentioned several times I have some friends from college and we always get together. They always come out to Nebraska for a game every year. Mm-hmm. And so we we usually like set the date in like the spring and then things have just kept getting drug out on that. And so finally, like two weeks ago, we started making some alternative plans. And then just yesterday, like, look, let's just like we got to schedule a Zoom call and figure something out because what are we going to do? How are we going to do it? We got to we got to figure it out. It's already halfway through <laughs> September. Right. Um so f- funny that when we finally started to commit to some plans, the football schedule happened. Um, yep. But uh, should we? You want to talk through some of what what uh, the Big Ten has has said for today, like what they've released? Sure. Yeah. So um, you know, I think that they're gonna they're gonna continue to say like safety first and health first, and they're mm-hmm. gonna be pretty strict about that. So while everybody's celebrating like the return to football, like once we read the fine print. We're, we're going to see, like, we're going to have to really be cautious here. Oh, yeah. Um, so, for example, well, there's so there's going to be daily testing, which is pretty intense, daily testing. Yeah. And um, the earliest a student athlete can return to a game, to game competition is 21 days following a, a COVID-19 positive diagnosis. Which is, according to the CDC, that is extreme. That is potentially twice as long as the CDC recommends for somebody to isolate um that's what i that's what i thought like 21 days like i've never heard that nobody's 14 has just been the gold standard yeah you've heard 10 to 14 as of right now the cdc recommendation is 10 days at least 10 days from the date of your positive test and uh obviously your symptoms should have resolved by that point and you don't have a fever or anything like that but 10 days you know if if you're feeling better 10 days later they say you're good to go yeah, so that 21 days, you wonder if that is almost there to scare students. Oh, like, sure. you know, Because students are enjoying their college lifestyle, hanging out on weekends. Like, So you wonder if, if that's just there as one more like scare tactic to keep mm-hmm. kids staying in their dorm, staying in their apartment, and just going to online class and going to football practice. You also wonder if like this statement is like, is it in stone? Or is it just, uh, you know, uh, like a draft that they will revise? So maybe mm. they, like, we've got a month, more than a month until 
the first kickoff, maybe they, uh, as technology continues to advance and as they see how things go, maybe they back off of that. But so maybe they started with the most like uh, draconian measure they could think of with the the goal of coming back off it. I don't know. The funny thing, Kevin, th- there's been a, I didn't watch it, so I've only been reading about it, but Kevin Warren, Barry Alvarez, and some other Big Ten leaders have, have done a kind of a Zoom call. And Kevin Warren, after back, you know, when he canceled the season saying, we're not going to revisit this, he's now saying, you know, our goal all along was, was to get to this. Um, so, you know, at this point, like, what what from the Big Ten can anybody take as gospel truth anymore? Mm, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like, they said that, but, you know, if Nebraska's students sue again, like, maybe they'll change it again. Mm-hmm. Another big focus that will be an interesting target to track um, is that, so A, there's going to be a chief infection officer mm-hmm. at each campus, and then they're going to have to report two statistics. The team positivity rate, so that's the mm-hmm. number of positive tests divided by the total number of tests administered, so that's interesting. Well, I guess if you're doing daily testing, that's what the, that is the whole team, and then population positivity rate, which just in the, you know, by the time you all listen to this, maybe we'll have more clarity. But in the initial hours since this has been announced, there's some confusion about what this means. But here they say population positivity rate is the number of positive individuals divided by total population at risk. And so some folks were speculating on Twitter: Does that mean like the whole campus? Does that mean? you know, coaches and staff or everybody related to the team. Yeah. 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 So some clarification on that call was that this is just related to the team, but, um, anyway, you've got, I would, I would hope so that it's only related to the team. Cause what was it like a week or two ago? They were saying that the UNL campus had like a, was like a 17% positivity rate at one point. So <laughs> the 17% positivity rate was in reference to the number of tests administered. Mike is not a doctor. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, right. So you want to differentiate from that if possible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, because if the football team's doing everything right, but then kids on campus are partying and they're getting themselves sick. Right. Good point. um, Yeah. So then you've got this green, red, red, and orange zones where it's like if you're green or orange, you can go on. If you're both of those are orange, you have to proceed with caution. If you're both in the red, you have to stop for a week. Mm Mm-hmm. And then reassess. So, you know, there's some strict requirements here. And, you know, it's it's kind of like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example here. It's like when you have a treaty between two countries and it's really, like, high, like, aspirational. And then you actually have, like, the lawyers and the legislators mm-hmm. get into the weeds and, like, build it out and say, what does this actually mean? Or maybe a good example might be the Affordable Care Act where you had this big thing and then everybody had to actually figure out what it meant and how to implement it. I'm guessing that'll be what this process is like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this this statement here this morning is is the first word, not, not the final word. And it makes you wonder how much of it too is let's wait and see how things go with the other conferences over that's the true. next few weeks. Yeah. So that's another question is why, like, October 17th was the date that we were hearing for the last number of days. Why is it now moved back a week or two? Like, mm-hmm. what's – is it just to see how people fare? Is it to give – it may be – I'm guessing part of it might be you look at, like, Wisconsin where they've been just, like lo- – I think they've been locked down. Like, the student – the athletes haven't even been practicing, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, or so maybe somebody's under that situation. So you got to get them through that time period and then give them the full, like, three-week ramp-up period because nobody's been having pads on um that maybe that's why 
Yeah, I mean, you probably have schools in varied states of preparedness. <laughs> yeah, you want to make sure everybody's on the same page. Yep, yep. But how big, how big of a hero is is Nebraska in all of this? Mm-hmm. I mean, Ohio State's going to get a lot of press because they're Ohio State, but Nebraska was as I don't remember who tweeted it. Maybe it was even Ryan Held, Coach Held. Nebraska's the first one through the wall, you know? Like, Frost came pounding through. He's still getting bloodied from that. Um, but then you had parents start to organize. Nebraska wasn't the first to have parents organize, but we were one of the first. Um, and they've been big advocates. And then, you know, eight players suing the conference <laughs> to, to force disclosure. Um, that's that's huge. And uh, and then we've, we've had in the last couple weeks some made some agreements with uh, some testing companies, which I know other schools have made progress in that regard too, but just Nebraska has just continued to beat the drum on let's tr- let us try this, let us try it safely, we think we can do it, give us the opportunity to su- succeed or fail. And, uh, and, and now we have a path to do that. I think we're playing football this fall, Justin. Gosh, I think it's going to happen. I mean, barring – I don't – I don't let's not speculate today we've got a few weeks we've got like a month of podcasting ahead of us to speculate about what might undo things but for now it it sure seems likely I just feel like something something extreme would have to happen at this point for them to put the brakes on again what a PR disaster would this be if before a game even gets played in October they decide ah we changed our minds again like they right. they better have a really good reason and be completely transparent about that reason if they change course again. It's going to be a nightmare for everybody involved who is who is finally making plans, who is finally like put a process in motion to get ready for football again. Like if they say, "Nope, just kidding." If they take that away, you know, they're dangling the carrot for October 23rd, 24th right now. Uh unless Unless they handle that very, very, very carefully, uh, it could be a disaster. <laughs> it's uh, you. You wonder what Kevin Warren's position is coming out of this. Um, I mean, he he is no longer the the Big Ten head who killed football. Now he's, you know, he can position himself as the Big Ten head who tried to be out front. And and conscious of protecting his students, but listened mm. and reacted, and you know um, he could just you know we could look back on this five ten years from now and be like you know Kevin Warren's a good guy, he just had terrible PR skills. Mm-hmm. He didn't mm-hmm. communicate. I mean, I feel like there's if if he thought he was going to be Jim Delaney and just like run the show and everybody would would follow him, he now knows that's not true. So maybe the rest of the conference is now more vested in his leadership because we understand that we're kind of more on the same page. Mm. Yeah, that's an optimistic way to look at it. But I mean, <laughs> T- Ted Carter has said to him, you work for us. Don't forget. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, maybe, maybe we're in a better place now. Uh, I don't know. One other uh, interesting facet about this eight game season and then nine ninth game championship game, which will be the day before the college football playoff final poll comes out so they're going to squeeze nine games in before that um and that championship game the number one team in each division will match up the number two team in each division will match up three play three four on all all the way down um 
just to have another meaningful game to play. Um, and then uh, I'm trying to think of the term of art that Alvarez used, uh, uh, t- television inventory. <laughs> More, <laughs> another money-making opportunity. Right. That's pretty interesting, though. I mean, I can see who knows what our last games. Assume our last game is now going to be Iowa again. And uh, we're playing against Iowa, and if we win, we can go play Penn State. But if we lose, we're going to play, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. It adds yeah, a little bit more yeah. interest to those final weeks. In the midst of everything that has gone wrong this fall, at least that might provide an interesting or even an exciting conversation come, you know, December. <laughs> gives us something to look forward to. Gives us something to think about discuss with friends co-workers you know i mean like it's not about us but i'm just looking at like the prospect of oh yeah that that can lead to some interesting scenarios yeah and it gives gives the kids something to feel like they're playing towards something too like oh man i don't want to go play you know fill in the blank i want to play these guys instead so i want the the best opportunity to play the most challenging opponent for our final game because right. essentially that's their bowl game, right? So, well, you, well, you know, I don't know what what the story is with bowls. Yeah, maybe there are still bowls. Yeah, who, after who that, <laughs> it's kind of funny too. Um, bowl games a, in February. On a kind of unrelated note, is just to think about all the stuff like we talked about all summer, going back to last spring. Like I feel that in the craziness of the last month, I just forgot all of it. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, this earlier today, Matt Lubick, our offensive coordinator, tweeted an image saying, we are back. And I was like, oh, yeah, we have a new offensive coordinator. <laughs> I haven't even thought about that. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, let's go out and let's go win our division. That's the nice thing, though, is because we did record those and they're on record, those conversations can serve as a resource for us going forward. So... Once the schedule gets announced, we can take a look at who our opponents are and we can actually go back and review like what's relevant about this game. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good because I mean when we like prep for a, a football game uh, on December 12th, it's gonna be like, who are these guys? <laughs> what, again? what did we talk about in June? <laughs> yeah. It'll be interesting also to see uh, you know you, you alluded to this earlier with like players that have gone pro and and all that and nebraska's had some guys i don't know i I assume it's covid related maybe not we've had some young recruits that were new to the team who came early have have left already it'll be interesting to see where all the teams in our division shake out in terms of who's left Mm. who's still on the team um for a team like ohio state that was super talented and, and did have several guys off to go to the draft i mean this could you know could set them back a little bit more than nebraska or as you alluded to um, we don't really have any upperclassmen bailing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hopefully hopefully at the end of the day, what we had here was an extended time for this team to gel. And, you know, there's been lots of reporting about how Nebraska was one of the first to bring players back to campus and was really careful to keep them safe. So you've had these guys, like, just being together and growing as a team, maybe not with pads, but just, you know, emotionally um, growing as a team and so that now when they can finally put the pads on you know there's that that much more advantage that we have so mm-hmm. hopefully that's kind of some rosy outcome <laughs> from this nasty time yeah yeah it makes you wonder if frost 
said, "Hey, we're not gonna, we're not gonna put on the brakes yet. You you guys need to be ready to go because if anything changes, we need to be ready." You know? Yeah. Well, um, I'm conscious of the fact that we're recording in the middle of the day. You got to get to work here in a little bit. Let's I do. Uh, let's just spend a minute reflecting on the fact that this is our 200th episode. My goodness. My goodness. It felt like 100 was a big deal. Yeah. And I can't even remember that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I don't even remember who was our coach at that point. <laughs> right? There's been, there's been so many. I think it was pre-Frost. I mean, we're in our sixth year here, uh, our sixth season, and uh, a lot of losing seasons. Yeah. A lot of heartache, a lot of fun. Some interesting guests. We've learned a lot about the rest of the Big Ten. We've learned a lot about some random teams that we played one time. We've learned about a lot about some random teams that turns out we're not going to play this fall at all. <laughs> um, do you have any highlights or like favorite memories? I just want to say it is so nice that episode 200 is an episode where we're discussing good news. Um, right. This was supposed to be the way we had it worked out. This was going to be our season preview, which is yeah. always one of like our biggest episodes, something we look forward to all spring and summer. And and then when we realized it wasn't going to be, it was like, oh, this is anticlimactic. And then it was just yeah. during this time of woe. It's like, oh, this is going to be a real downer. Yep. Yep. Let's be honest. Some of the conversation we were having about what to do with episode 200, it almost sounded like let's turn it into a filler episode. <laughs> You know, yeah. um, n- not to say that we ever have filler episodes, but um, at a certain point when football's not being played, what are you going to talk about, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Man, yeah. it's just it's just been such a, an interesting time to be a Husker football podcast. Like, we launched, we've talked about this before, we launched with the spring game for Mike Riley's first season. Like, that was our quote-unquote pilot episode. Didn't get published or anything. Um, But uh, we were there from the very beginning for uh, an exciting new era of Husker football, which actually ended up turning into the lowest point in (sighs) recent Husker football history, right? And so it is not the journey we expected, but it's been... It's one of those things where it's, you know, you go through the flames together, come out stronger yeah. on the other side, and yeah. uh, looking forward to, you know, episode 300, we're going to be talking about the national championship, right? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as, as I was thinking back on trying to, like, think of some favorite memories, I just was struck by the ways we tried really hard to keep it interesting, not just for our listeners, but for ourselves mm. during some of those losing seasons. Um because it's just like not only do you not want to be like a super downer for all the uh, the people that you know have listened to us for a long time and, and new people too, like it's I want to do this needs to be fun for you and me. Like mm-hmm. that's one of our core core goals is if Mike and I aren't having fun doing this, like why are we doing this? So I just remember like I don't know during some of those losing seasons, trying really hard to get creative with like reading poetry up front and. <laughs> Playing the Requiem. One time, I, I remember we uh, swapped, like, I was you and you were me. We did that very briefly, and then we swapped back and didn't mention it or didn't clarify it. Right, and yeah. I, I do remember getting feedback where people were like, wait a minute, 
I was really confused at the beginning of this yeah. last episode, you guys. <laughs> one of my one of my good friends happened to listen to that episode with his wife, who's not a regular listener, and uh, she was like, "Wait a second, <laughs> I was confused." So anyway, um, you know, hopefully in the next one hundred episodes, um, it's interesting because we're winning, right? And we can like this the segment that I thought would be a regular piece of this is like rooting interests for mm-hmm. what it takes for us to get to the conference championship and like we've rolled that out for like four episodes in the last six years i thought that would be a mainstay yeah. um so hopefully these next hundred episodes are a lot more fun because we're winning and it's naturally interesting right we have to try harder to be creative for different reasons like oh my goodness <laughs> another blowout like yeah. how do we how, keep what how what should we call this episode we've already gone with the like darkest before the dawn type verbiage before so what 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 now <laughs> yeah so anyway here's to here's to the next 100 the next 200 and uh thanks to all the listeners who've yeah been with us since the beginning and who've joined up along the way for real folks if you have been here through thick and thin with us uh that means so much thanks for your support thanks for listening thanks for continuing to download um during a time when you know others might question why are you doing a husker podcast now why are you still doing things this season when there's nothing good to talk about right because let's be honest th- there are some husker football podcasts that have come and gone in which they published six or seven episodes in the season, and then we never heard from them again, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but uh, that's been another fun thing, is just getting to know folks from from other Husker football podcasts, because at the time that we launched this thing, part of it was like, there isn't really anything out there in terms of Husker football, you know, in terms of like fan-created fan content. Based, yeah. Right, yeah, right. And uh, now there's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch yeah. of folks out there, and uh, it's cool to kind of see um, how this little community of podcasters has grown into, um, man, just uh, having a lot of fun on Twitter, for one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where a lot of it happens. I feel, like I, I feel like I had something to add to that, and now I've just totally lost it. You know what would be a great birthday present, folks, is if you were to leave a five-star rating mm, and a positive yes. review on uh, specifically iTunes but you know wherever you listen to podcasts um, because you know we made it to 200 right like it's the least you could do that's 200 episodes of free just just top tier quality podcasting content for you so. simply the best <laughs> I, I remember what I was going to say I mm-hmm. was going to make a genuine and not forced uh, shout out plug for for our sponsors who've been oh, with us for yeah. a while here. I think of uh, Central Nebraska Buffalo has been with us the longest, and it's been really fun as you know as we've kind of grown to watch them grow because we connected with them as they were in the early days of their business, and mm-hmm. they continue to rock and roll. And then now uh, to have Monty Rody with us as well is super fun, and it's been it's been fun to get to know him, and we've been. Uh, yeah, we got. We've just been lucky with uh, some great folks, some great, some great local folks that we really yeah. genuinely like. And that that's the important thing to me is that we're we're working with people. You know, yes, we're working with businesses, right, for these sponsorships. But we're working with individuals who, you know, it it, it isn't this purely transactional thing. We're working with people who love the 
state of Nebraska who love Husker football, who want to connect with our audience because there is a personal interest. There's a personal connection there. You know, we didn't go down the street and knock on the door of, you know, some dry cleaning business and say, hey, (laughs) you want to you want to sponsor us? No, we're working with people who are um, I feel like are a really good fit for what we're doing. So thanks to thanks to those those businesses for sticking with us, and also thanks for sticking with us these last few months as there's been so much uncertainty. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there is a dry cleaning business that wants to sponsor us, give us a call. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm kidding. And also, Mike, thanks to you for all your editing. Oh yeah, man. Thank you for all of the like, guys. Listen, if there has ever been an interview on this podcast, it's because Justin's the one that set it up. And, and as you, and you edited it, yeah. But as you know, folks listening to these interviews, Justin also carries our interviews. So thank you, Justin, for uh, you know from from day one, you've kind of been the the brains behind the operation. I'm just uh, I'm just the guy pulling the levers. <laughs> I don't know if brains is is right. I, I feel well, like I'm, I'm talking about like football brains, man. Like oh. you know way more about football than me. Like I said, I was gonna say because you're like the production <laughs> brains. Like this, sure. Uh, this doesn't happen without your uh, many, many years of experience, AV, mm. all over the place, music <laughs> making, recording. So right. we've been blessed to have your skill. And honestly, there's been a lot of those podcasts that have come and gone that you've mentioned. A lot of it, you know, a lot of people have a lot of things to say, but if it doesn't sound any good, like, I don't listen to it. <laughs> and I think that's true for most of our discerning listeners. Like, who wants to listen to crap? So anyway... Maybe we should release the uh, the blooper reel that I made a few years ago, along with this episode. I won't. Oh, that would... You won't. <laughs> Ma- I mean, if the... many burps and other oh. bodily noises and flub ups and. <laughs> do you still do that? Do you still? No, pull, pull... I, I stopped a while ago. Since we're oh, a little okay. bit more off the cuff these days, folks. Uh, anybody who's launched a podcast before knows that in the early stages, you are editing everything you're going over everything with a fine-tooth comb you're removing ums you're removing stutters nowadays uh we just try to make it sound like you know we we try to keep ourselves from being embarrassed that's about it (laughs) (laughs) which you know it's all relative you guys might think we're being embarrassing yeah i've had a lot of people be embarrassed for me over the years and i'm like "Ah, (laughs) whatever (laughs) it's part of your charm (laughs) right should we go back to work i think we should I think okay. we should, as Nebraska goes back to work. Hey, yeah, that's right. All right. Go Big Red, Mike. Go Big Red. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is an unofficial, non-commercial podcast and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast belong solely to the individuals expressing them. The Husker Football Fan Podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with the Nebraska Cornhuskers or the University of Nebraska. Nebraska.